Once again, it is a blessing to be here. Take your Bibles to Acts, Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter number 17. Someone once told me that uh, how old you are is how many minutes you get to preach. So we'll be done in 23 minutes. Now, y'all are, it's going to be a blessing tonight. I'm preaching a brand new message. Uh, so they, they tend to go one of two ways. First, they either go really short or they go a whole lot longer than expected. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But we're going to be in Acts chapter 17. Uh, if you're able, uh, would you stand with me? We're going to start in verse number 13. Verse number 13. The Bible says, But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. 
And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea, but Silas and Timotheus abode there still. And they that conducted Paul brought, brought him unto Athens. And receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus for to come to him with all speed, they departed. And while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons in the market daily with them that met with him. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, you've been so good, so gracious. Lord, I pray that you just please bless the message tonight. God, I pray that you'd work in hearts as only you can. God, I pray that you'd fill both speaker and listener with your power, with your spirit, that we would leave this place changed. God, I love you. I thank you so much for your love for me. Thank you for all that you've done for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Let me give you a little bit of background of, of what's happening here. At the beginning of the chapter, Paul uh, just entered into Thessalonica. He went into their synagogue, and in verse number 2, the Bible says that as his manner was, he reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, and he preached Christ unto them. And many of them believed, and, and some of, uh, many of them, the, the Bible says in, in verse number 4, and some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. These people had influence. These people uh, believed on Christ, and so the Jews which believed not were, uh, the Bible says they were moved with envy. They uh, began to, uh, they began to, uh, where am I at? Verse number, verse number five, but the Jews which believed not moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar. They began to stir the people in the city and began to set them on an uproar because of what had happened, because of uh, what Paul had, had uh, not necessarily Paul had done, but what Paul had, had taught and what people had believed. They were, so then these Jews were, came about to uh, search and, and they mentioned that they were these that have turned the world upside down. What a testimony. Because of this, the brethren in verse number 10 sent Paul and Silas to Berea. We get into our text, and in verse number 13, the Jews had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea. They didn't even like that he was preaching in the town next door. So they go over and they stir up the people there. And then Paul has to go to Athens, and Paul comes to Athens. And I want to talk to you a little bit about on verse number 16. It says, now, while Paul, now while, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. The Bible says his spirit was stirred within him. I want to preach a message tonight if the Lord will help me a little bit. Actually, I need him to help me a lot a bit. Amen. The Lord will help me. I want to preach a message called stirred, but not changed. Stirred, but not changed. Too many times I think we as Christians, we come in and we hear messages preached and we're stirred, but we're not changed. When was the last time we were stirred that led us to a decision? 
led us to a decision that altered the course of our life, that altered the way we live for the rest of our life. Let me, let me give you an illustration. I was stirred when I began to talk with my wife. That stirring led to a decision that we got married, and it has changed my life forever. In a good way, praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, I should tell this story. It's a real quick story. One of the funniest things that happens on deputation, I was at a church in, uh, well, I was at a church in Minnesota, and uh, I had presented, it was, a, it was a conference, I presented on Sunday, Tuesday we were there, the pastor asked their, his, his members uh, what we had learned or, and what they had heard about on, in my presentation on Sunday night, and this, this elderly lady, man, she was, she had it, I mean, and they weren't easy questions either, they were, they were difficult questions, and she, man, she was nailing it, I was kind of impressed, and the pastor was impressed, and He's like, man, you've got the mind like a steel trap. And she's like, yeah, I've got an excellent memory. And her husband speaks up and says, it's not a blessing. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. True story, promise. Being married to my wife has changed my life in a good way. Amen? But that's that's a, a physical example. Spiritual example was... I was stirred when I saw my need of salvation. And that stirring led me to a decision that has changed my life forever. If you are saved, that's you were stirred, and that stirring is called conviction, and you made that decision to accept Christ as your personal Savior, and I've hope, I hope you've been changed. That stirring should lead to a change. Too many times we're just stirred, but we're not changed. Isn't that the point of why we're here? Why are we here? We're here to be stirred, but I hope we're here to be changed. Too many times in America, in the churches that we've been in, we see a stirring, but we don't see a change. There's few kind of Christians that are in, in churches. Some that are stirred. Some that are stirred and make a decision, but they don't have the action to follow up their decision. So they don't get changed. Third, they just don't get stirred. Just don't let the Holy Spirit stir you. So then the next question becomes... If, if that is our attitude, why are we even here? Why do we even bother coming to church? What is your purpose of being here? Is it to check off a box? To clear your conscience of, hey, I did my Christian duty for the week? I, I'm, church, I'm not trying to be mean. I want to help you. I've just got to lay a foundation, and in order for me to lay a foundation, I have to deal with an issue. That's an issue all across the country, all across America. It says, now, while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. Church, let's be a church that wants to be stirred 
but also be changed, not just stirred. As a missionary, I like stats. Every missionary likes statistics, right? So let me give you some statistics. In a country of 328 million people, 52.5% are Protestant. 23.6% is Catholic. 15% are atheist or agnostic. With less than 1% of the population as Muslim, it is still the fastest growing religion in the world. 43% of the population is considered unchurched. That's 141 million people. Oh, I didn't mention the country. That's U.S. That's our country. 141 million people unchurched. Here's some brief stats that I looked up for your city. Akron, Ohio, a population of around 200,000 people. Over 60% of Ohio are Catholic. Only 1.5% identify as Baptist in Ohio. Only 1.3% identify as Baptist in Akron. Church, I could make a, a video about me being a missionary to Akron. And it, it would be legitimate. Would it not? Is, is there not a need here? Church, I, I, I hope you see. Missionaries, coming from a missionary standpoint, we don't just make a video so that you can see our, our burden for our country. Yes, that is one of the reasons. But second, I, we hope that you correlate that burden into your city so that you can see a need here where you are. Because God hasn't called me to Akron. God's put you here in Akron so that you can reach your people. Let's go back to verse 16. And it says, Now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. Why was Paul's spirit stirred in him? First of all, when he saw the city. He saw the city. I hope I opened your eyes a little bit just to your city. I hope you see your city tonight. He saw the people. He saw the need of the people. He saw, hey, these people are never dying souls that's going to spend eternity most likely in hell if I don't do something. He was stirred up. He saw the city. He saw people clearly. Church, when was the last time we saw people clearly? When was the last time we were stirred up because we saw our city and we saw our city in need? Not just us coming in and going to church and working a job Monday through Friday and coming to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, but going out and reaching people because we see a need. Because we're stirred up. He was stirred up when he saw the city. Oftentimes, I don't think we see people clearly. If you turn back to Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8 and verse number 22 the Bible says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. I'm in verse number 23. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. I always thought that was kind of comical. 
It's almost like God made a mistake. But God doesn't make mistakes. He said, I see men as trees walking. I began to think about that and think about that. Man, I come from the Midwest. I grew up in Missouri. There's a lot of trees in Missouri. You know how much I thought about trees when I passed by them and saw them? None. It's just a normal part of life. See trees every day. How often do we view people that way? You see people day in, day out, every day of your life. You see people that you don't know. People that are lost and dying. 131 million people unchurched. No significance, no value to us. We just see them as trees walking. Let's continue reading. Verse 25, after that he put his hands upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. When was the last time we saw people clearly? As a never dying soul. When was the last time you said, hey, I want to give you something to read. This can tell you how you can know 100% for sure if you died today you'd go to heaven. Is that something you know or is that something you wonder about sometimes? The problem is, is we're not able to give something, uh, somebody a track because we're not prepared. We don't have tracks on us. Oftentimes, I think we purposefully don't have tracks on us. So when the Holy Spirit prompts us to give somebody a track, we can say, oh man, I don't have one. Just saying. Got real quiet in here. Can I ask you this? Why is it that in a pandemic, when deaths are more so than, I don't know what's quote-unquote normal, that churches pull out a soul winning, Christians pull out a soul winning? Come on. Come on. I mean, more people are dying and slipping off into eternity, and we're not going to help them? We're not going to give them the truth? We're not going to give them a track? that can tell them that they can spend eternity in heaven and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, their, their Savior, their person that, the person that died for them? Is Christianity just for us? Is it, did God just die for us? Man, we should be out there more. It should stir us up. Stir us up to make a decision and put action behind the decision that alters the way we live for the rest of our lives. He saw the city. Should have put a marker there. Look at verse number 16 again, Acts 17, 16. Paul's spirit was stirred within him because number one, he saw the city. Because number two, he saw the condition of the people. When he saw the city, wholly given to idolatry. These people were in idol worship. They were wholly given to idolatry. Is that not where America is today? Are we not wholly given to idolatry? Does it not bother you when you see the devout Catholics go in and, and worship? And Does that not bother you? That idolatry? 
The problem is, is yes, the world is full of idolatry, but I can't really blame them. They're, fo- they're following their flesh. They're doing their, the desires of their heart. They're doing what's right in their own eyes. The problem is, as many Christians are wholly given to idolatry. The idolatry of materialism. We're too busy trying to get the nice things, working for the nice house and the nice cars. I feel like I need to explain something. These French cuffs and cufflinks, they were all given to me. because I know somebody's going to judge me. (laughs) Everything I have on, except for my shoes. I paid for my shoes. My suit was given to me, because God provides the needs of His servants. But man, we're we're so caught up. So caught up in materialism, so caught up in in our busy lives, working for the almighty dollar, and the almighty dollar has more value to us than a a never-dying soul. When was the last time we put value on what God values? What if, what if we were so adamant about reaching souls as we are our sports teams? Or as we are what the Lord convicted me on this last year is hunting. I spent quite a bit of time out hunting, and the Lord was like, man, what if, what if you took that time and put that in the soul winning? You're right, Lord guilty, so caught up in materialism, wholly given to idolatry, too busy, too busy to see a need, too busy to see the condition of the people that allows us to to get stirred up. He was stirred up because he saw the city, he was stirred up because he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Look at verse 23, verse 22, sorry. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious, for that I passed by and beheld your devotions. Well, hang on now. wonder if people passed by us what they would see that we're devoted to. Just a thought. It says, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom thereof ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. He was stirred up because of their ignorance and worship. When was the last time we were stirred up because we saw the ignorance and worship? I got a little bit ahead of myself before. See someone praying the rosemary? Does that not bother you? See Muslims praying to Allah? Does that not bother you? I saw a video. Broke my heart. You can look it up on your own time. I wish I could pull it up and and play it on the big screen. But if you look up Orthodox infant baptism, take the baby, I don't know, four or five months old, not very old, take him, they go head first into a, I don't know, it's like a drum, a 50-gallon drum of water. Head, feet, head, feet, head, feet. Three times. And about that fast, too. Doesn't hardly give, give the baby a chance to breathe. That should stir us up. Ignorance and worship. Because they don't have the truth. 
Does it not bother us? Or have we just become so accepting that at least it's not me. At least I wasn't born into a, a Catholic home or at least I'm not a part of that religion. Should stir us up. Man, Paul was stirred up. When was the last time we were stirred up? Too many times I just think we're stirred up and not changed. Stirred up, but not changed. Paul was stirred in verse 16. The Spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. As a result, he made a decision and put action behind it. Look at verse 17. Therefore, hey, he saw it. Therefore, disputed he in the synagogues with the Jews and with the devout persons in the market daily with them that met him. He began to dispute it. He saw it. it was, he, he got stirred up. Because of, he got stirred up, he was like, hey, I've got to do something about this. And he did it. He made a decision. And he put action behind that decision. What was the last time we were so stirred up? Because of we saw our city. Saw the condition of our city that's wholly given to idolatry. And hey, we're stirred up because we got to reach the people with the gospel of Christ. Because that's the only hope they have. Amen. Why did they decide to take action? Because judgment was coming. Verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. He knew judgment was coming. Christian, judgment's coming for the lost. They don't know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They're going to spend eternity in hell. The only time we can make a difference is now. Can't go back in the past. Can't jump forward in the future. God's given us right now to reach them. It's all we got. It's not a whole lot of time. But judgment's also coming for the saved. Not an eternal judgment, but we will give an account for what we do here. We will give an account for what God's given to us. Remember the parable of those with the talents? Gave some ten, gave one ten, gave one five, gave one one. The ten got beside him another ten, the five got beside him another five, and the one buried his. Don't be the Christian that buries what God's given to you and waste it. Be the Christian that, hey, God's given me this much. God's let me live in a Christian home. I didn't grow up smoking, drinking, partying. Didn't experience any of that. To whom much is given, much is required. And let's get beside what God's given to us. And hey, let's, 
Let's bring a few other people along with us. Because we're going to give an account to what God's given us. Judgment's coming. Church, let's not just be stirred. Let's let that stirring lead us to a decision and put action behind that decision that alters the way we live for the rest of our life. Let's not just be stirred. Let's not be stirred but not changed. Let's be stirred and make a change. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, I pray that you would work in hearts as only you can. I believe I preached your message, what you would have for me to preach to your people. Lord, I pray that it was a help and a blessing to, to some. We ask this in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed. The altar is going to be open.